I like uh, it's the the line six spider guitar tone crunk mode. <laughs> The drums are a crush, eh? Yeah, I didn't realize. I forgot that they're this like yeah, yeah. they're like cinematic. Oh yeah. This bass is cool with all that movement. Two to the chest. Yeah, like I I'm in a state of I don't know what to say. But what what? I don't know what to say about the song. I'm like I, I haven't heard a song like this in like in like 20 years. Like that guitar? Yeah, it's cool. Coming up's my favorite part. Like obviously the chanting, but the triangle. Oh, there we go. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, I have so many questions about triangle for you on this podcast. There we go. A little call and response. <laughs> It's fun to hear the song because I'm like you and I are no longer the youth of the nation. We're not. We're not the old. What are we? Nah, we're n- we don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> some, some great hammer on. I was gonna say guitar. that. No, I, was, I saw you look up and I was like, I think he's gonna say it. <laughs> there it is. Da, na, 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 na. Uh, I like that fucking guitar though. Yeah, it's cool. I w- it's like it reminds me of that Buffalo Springfield song. Something happening here. That's in like all the yeah, Vietnam yeah, 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 movies. I wonder what those sounds are. Yeah, it's like a really cool guitar track. Yeah. It's like I like I like the classic story song too. Right. This person's doing this, and this person's got this, and right. this is going on. Right. I'm, it's like we are. <laughs> I got the harmony, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is guitar this solo? Guitar solo is weird. Yeah. I like the roads or whatever that is. Just play the. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Um, That's some producer shit right yeah. there. Yeah. I almost like all the background elements yeah. and none of the main elements. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I listen mean, to those hi hats. Yeah, they sound so cool. Yeah, it's like this was a, a fun era. Like, it gets a lot of shit. I think, it does. I think because white dudes with dreadlocks will always rub some people the wrong way. But <laughs> these tracks are cool. Yes. Kids, kids, always. Welcome to Listen to This, a podcast in which we explore songs we like, research what they mean, how they're recorded, why they're written, why we like them, why you should listen to this. Uh, welcome back, season four, our favorite 2000s rock songs. This week's song explores the age-old question, how do I reach these keys? <laughs> <laughs> it's Youth of the Nation by P.O.D., released on November 27, 2001. Um, you know what P.O.D. stands for? Problem of the day? No, that's that sounds cool. That's like something like a social studies teacher would have. That's what we did. Board. It was really? so, and it was maybe like <laughs> elementary school. We would have our POD problem of the day. It was grammar. That's been so funny. And you'd I've have to do your PODs every day. <laughs> well, it stands for payable on death, <laughs> which doesn't even really make sense. Payable on death. Yeah, like what? I don't. I don't get Pay- it. Payable on death. It sounds cool though. 
It sounds cool to an 11 year old. Yeah. You're like, oh, payable on death. This was the <laughs> second single off of the band's hugely successful album, Satellite. It hit number one on the rock charts and 28 on the Billboard 100. It was written by the band and produced by Howard Benson, who's produced two songs we've gone over That's my, crazy. my Chemical Romance, I'm Not Okay, and The Reason. Oh, no. So we're kind of getting in our sense that of make, this dude. That's crazy. Because all of those songs yeah. are cinematic. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you think about the. All the, the yeah, good um, chemical romance stuff is, and then and the reason the reason is is very cinematic yeah. at the end as well, and like this totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah, this guy's got wow, a, good, a really wow, good wow, ear wow. for production. Yeah, that's cool. He's, he's great. Okay. That makes me like the song. I got like a plus one. Like I got a plus one hearing that. You think Howard Benson is related to George Benson? (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, The song also earned P.O.D. a Best Hard Rock Performance Grammy nomination. Cool. On this day, November 27, 2001, a hydrogen atmosphere was discovered on the extrasolar planet Osiris by the Hubble Space Telescope. Nice. And this is the first atmosphere detected on an extrasolar planet. Pretty cool. So Osiris... Was is a moon of a planet? I I guess it's just it a planet. Like a, it's just yeah. a planet. I'm not Osiris. really a science guy. Yeah, I'm. I'm like. Remember a, the shoes of Cyrus? They're skateboard <laughs> shoes. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> They're like really bulky. Did They're you ever? Really bulky. Did you ever own skate shoes? Yeah, I had some Osiris. Yeah, Osiris. That's the only reason why I know them because it was Osiris, Etnies, Etnies, and Vans. And of Vans. Course. Yeah. I never had any. I just I was a Converse. Oh, yeah, like I mean, those are kind of skate shoes. Kind of. People no. skated in yeah. them. I can't believe. People used to play fucking basketball in Converse. That's why oh. like our dads can't walk these days. They're like, <laughs> the song came to be due to the band sitting in traffic on their way to record the album. That's pretty classic. But the story's about to get not funny. So. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> the reason for traffic was a shooting at Santana High School. Uh, guitarist Marcos. Curiel says, quote, we were rehearsing writing satellite a couple blocks away from the school. One day on the way to the studio, there were all these helicopters and cars speeding by. We really didn't know what was going on. When we got to the studio, this guy had the news on and he was like, the kid just went up and started blasting fools. So we started jamming and the rhythm just naturally came out. Then Wove put that drum beat on and the song was born. So Pretty crazy story. Yeah. And it's crazy because like we were just talking about yeah, school thing. shootings yeah. like, like you know, 20, minutes, 20 ago. minutes ago. It's nuts. Yeah. It's like it just keeps happening. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, I, like it's interesting that these guys like were like inspired by that and they came out with a song that's like about that yeah. basically. And it's like, yeah, the song feels really serious now, even though like sometimes when I listen to it and think about it, I like think it's hilarious. Yeah. It's like. I was kind of like thinking it was kind of goofy and yeah. funny, but now I'm like, okay, another plus one. I'm yeah. like, oh, this is cool. Look at this. We're, Next time, <laughs> yeah, I'm like leveling up. They're leveling me up. They're leveling me up. So like, I want to talk about a bunch of the shit going on in this mix, but I first have to start off by asking like, how do you, the song like, I don't have synesthesia or anything, but the song feels dark. Like yeah. a lot of the elements sound dark. I don't it really does. know what I mean by that. Um, could be that it's a serious subject matter, but also like the guitars feel thick they and kind of, and the drums too. But then there's that fucking triangle. I know. So yeah. like, how do you balance those elements as as a mixer? Right. Right. The thing about the triangle is it's not overtly loud. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you want to have, if you if if in your production you're going for a dark thing, then it's obvious that you can't have things that are bright and exciting be too loud because then yeah. you're ruining this like dark atmospheric ambient thing you're going for. Even like those guitar melodies, yeah. they're like washed and reverb yeah, and delay. Yeah, yeah. And they're not super bright. 
they're like almost like melancholic, if that's even an adjective, but like they give you this sense of melancholy. And so it's nice. And it's also weird when like the triangle goes off because it's obviously the brightest thing that happens in the song. Yeah. And I don't know if like the band, and this is maybe giving them too much credit, but does the brightness of that triangle or the, the, even just the presence of the triangle mean something in the song? Is it like, oh, like there's the bright light that is at the end of the tunnel. Like there's this bright thing in all this yeah. darkness. There's this bright thing. Could be. I mean, I don't know. And that's just maybe me being a little weird, but no, it could I, like, be. I really like that. And it's like, you are giving them too much credit. I'm certain. Yeah, but, probably. But, but they're probably can, just but, like, yeah, triangle. Bro. But they do, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, cause like think about the triangle. Like whenever, whenever you think about triangle and music, you like think about like the kid and band who can't play shit. Yeah. And it's like, that's the joke. But like the triangle is on this song. It's like a big part of the, the Dr. Dre productions yeah. for like Tupac like yeah. all, a lot of that early Tupac stuff has got triangles on it so like there was something you mentioned that I was like I want to I got to circle back to that you called bright stuff bright sounds exciting yeah and I was like maybe that's what it's in there for cuz mm-hmm. it's like in some in some some songs you you use like a synth pad or something in the right. chorus to like make the chorus feel more dynamic and they just use a triangle here yeah. and it's way better cuz it's yeah. kind of rhythmic and it's like I don't know maybe yeah it's like maybe we're thinking about the triangle too hard the, the triangle might be the most yeah great. it might be the most important element they added in the production yeah it's that's like, the crazy thing about it it's also know? like it could like it's it's very obvious that they are they put the kids in there like that's an that's obvious, obvious move obvious, but yeah. the triangle could also reflect like a school bell sound to dude degree. oh my god yeah, I was yeah like, we're giving when, yeah maybe we're giving them too much credit <laughs> because you're right yeah you're right it's yeah. our boy howard benson probably dude, you know what actually i take back everything i said he fucking did it on he, purpose he, he, he did, knows what he he's did. doing yeah i think so too <laughs> um the song's got like uh in the chorus got big time call and response vocals so like this is the biggest question i've ever asked on this podcast i think I, i'm like forcing you to get your like ken burns documentary hat on love it so like, why do you think call and response has become such a fucking huge part of the musical culture of like western society <sighs> man i think it's because music at the at the basic foundation mm-hmm. of like what music is is a collaborative effort of multiple people yeah and sometimes i think f- people maybe feel or it taps into like that ancestral ancient thing of like there's multiple people doing this multiple yeah, people yeah. vocalizing because for <laughs> a while all music was was vocalization yeah. And then percussion. So it's like it's it's interesting. Maybe we just gravitate towards things that have call and response because something in our like DNA just like we like it. It remind like we tap into this weird thing of like the basis of music. Yeah. And again, maybe I'm going too deep on this POD song. Yeah. But <laughs> but maybe that's why we like that's what call this, and response. That's what this podcast is about. It's about going yeah. deep into POD. Yeah. But yeah, it's interesting that it's such a big part of um western music but when you start going into like the more asian cultures it's like not really a part of it yeah that is interesting and And i'm not i don't really know much of that music yeah i mean i know a lot i like obviously nowadays every music is influenced by every other type of music right there's really not such a thing as like indigenous music anymore right 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 um but if you if you look back to like folk music from japan and stuff it's not really like call and response right and I, I wonder what that is. But yeah, you're right. I mean, that's really cool. Like, and that was, I'm no expert. I'm just like, I'm literally just no, like shooting sense. the shot. <laughs> yeah, it's like a lot. So like, it's like when, when it comes to like human beings' tastes in music or anything, it is like nature and nurture, right? Exactly. There are things about music that for whatever reason resonate with us because we're human beings. Right. And then there are things that resonate because 
you know, we heard a song when we were 32 and we like it because of a song we heard when we were 12. Exactly. So like, it's tough exactly. to tell which came first. Right. But yeah, so deep, so deep. deep pay, payable on death. <laughs> um, what, it's like, how, how do you track all those guitars, you think? One at a time. You think that, yeah. Like, One th- at a time. Do you think it's like loud, huge amps? Or do you think these some of those are DIs? Or? Yeah, it's interesting. People, you know how guitar players are really finicky about their guitar tone? Yeah. And there's so many variables about guitar tone. Yeah. Down to like the strings and the pick that you use, Well, because right? that's the funny thing when people are like, oh, my tone's so important. It's like, it's just the way that they hear it. Right. So even if you just hear it slightly different, you think the tone's different. Exactly. Yeah. So the same thing happens in guitar recording because now you've sat this guitar player down and he is already tone crazy. And now you're going to put a microphone in front of it and it's going to come out of the speakers sounding a little bit different. So like now you have to like battle this whole thing of like, well, how does the guitar sound? So there's tons of different techniques of recording guitars. Maybe it may be one of the most, it's like easy to say, yeah, you put a 57 in front of it. Yeah, yeah. But that's just, that's like literally like the base foundation. Like there's so many microphones. And like you said, like, do you do it with effects? Do you do it with reverb? How loud is the amp? Do you use a big stack? Do you use a small combo amp? There's so many variables in just recording a guitar part. And then you spend all this time setting it all up for them to like hack at it for 15 yeah. takes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really, it's like, I really like the way the bass tone on this track is. Yeah. Like I know I mentioned this in another episode this season, but this era of bass playing is cool because they're like going for the really low subs mm-hmm. kind of sound. Yeah. But with like a lot of movement. And it's like, I can't even hear the fucking attack on this bass. I know. you. Feel, and I like it. it. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I like that. I think that's how it should be. Yeah. Um, what I was going to ask about the the vocals, like, was there a little bit of the doubled vocals going on or the chorus? Yeah, definitely yeah, like yeah. tons, like the, the vocal, the amount of vocal tracks in the song is a lot yeah. for like a rock song. Like when you think about rock music, it's like they might do a lead vocal and maybe like one or two backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And then even then, like those are buried in the mix anyways yeah. for like this era of like rock music. Um, now it's like, you know, vocals are on everything yeah. except like rap music is like one vocal now. You know, it's yeah. just like you do your rap, do ad lib. One la- allowed ad lib track. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but for this song in particular, and I think that just goes into like the cinematic thing. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, the more voices on this song give it that feeling of being cinematic. Yeah. Um, and to get that effect, like they're having like this fa- effect of like, okay, youth of the nation. Like it's, it just wouldn't give it the same energy if it was just one lead vocal yeah especially because he's saying we yeah, yeah and we so it, yeah, sounds, come on. it sounds like pretty presumptuous if you're speaking for everyone without having other versions of yourself speaking for everyone yeah there. it's very kanye <laughs> we are the youth I, I, of the bet Con, I bet kanye loves this fucking song dude i give yeah. like i i love graduation kanye and i love yeah, yeah. college dropout um, all the other stuff I can't get into, but I respect his taste in music because he comes up with the best samples. Yeah, he does. He uh, he, he definitely does. I yeah. think Youth of the Nation could have been one of the stronger tracks off Yeezus it if he been. wanted to record it. Dude, yeah. <laughs> we just need to like flood his social media with this song <laughs> and see if he like is like, oh yeah, He's like, I need to bro, remix I already liked this song. <laughs> I've, I've seen POD play twice. Sick. Which is funny. I talked about one time on the podcast yeah. where I, I saw them with Linkin Park, yeah, yeah. Hoobastank, and Lost Profits. Sick. And then I remembered when I was doing research, I saw P.O.D. play the song at the Georgia Dome Wow! when the Falcons lost to the 49ers in the NFC Championship. 
maybe whenever that was. Oh, this is like literally like maybe like eight years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like like the yeah like they blew, they blew it. Of course, yeah, they blew it. Exactly. Yeah, they throw the touchdown at the last. I remember. Yeah. I remember being at work watching that game. It's because Pod didn't play this song. It's the, Kaepernick. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the year Kaepernick played. And it was yeah. like we, the, Julio was like popping off yeah. that year. It was like his first huge year, I think. Yeah, it, they didn't play the song. They played "Here Comes the Boom." Boom! Oh, Here comes the boom. Really dude, not. great yeah. song. Yeah, that's a great song. Another one of the Pod songs. That's a big movie song. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I think that's even a Kevin James movie called "Here Comes the Boom." Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, because yeah, he's a wrestler or whatever. Right? He's like training MMA. MMA, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's like the fat guy with the hot wife. I, yeah, don't know, I yeah. just threw that in there. Well, when you make your own movies, you can pick your own. <laughs> That's one thing my dad always said about like because he introduced us to like Adam Sandler. Yeah, movies. Yeah. He was always like, yeah, the, he. I'm sure Adam Sandler's always casting. He's always casting like Drew Barrymore, like. I can't even think of her name, but all these like beautiful women because it's I his only, fucking movie. I only know their names um, as their character names. Veronica Vaughn. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's like, yeah, if, if you're Adam Sandler, why not? <laughs> this is what my dad always said. Uh, oh, damn, you know what? Q- P.O.D. and Kanye would work together because they're both kind of Christian. Oh, is that they have that vibe? Yeah, yeah. Pod is a Christian rock band. Gotcha. But but like the darker side of Christianity. Yeah, I wonder are, how like if you were like a Christian kid, you like and you tell your Christian parents like, oh, I'm really into Pod. <laughs> if they'd be like, nah, or if they'd be like, oh, like that's good Christian music. I, I, I have a great question to ask you, which is definitely coming because I just took a little cough syrup. Yeah, um, man. Did you ever feel connected to like other kids your age in a way that you felt like you were like the youth of the nation? <sighs> I want to say yes, yeah. and I'll tell you why. We grew up pre-social media, yeah. pre-internet. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the internet, I don't think my family had the internet. Yeah. I don't think I remember using the internet until I was like in like probably like the seventh grade or something. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So like my worldview was pretty much like the four blocks that I could like ride my bike yeah. to. Mm-hmm. So like the kids that I grew up with, in, within those four blocks is all I like was like my world yeah. view. So like we kind of felt like this, like this, the world didn't exist outside of what I knew, you know? And it's so like, there are times like where you create these connections with these kids, whether it's through like riding bikes or playing street hockey, or you're all into Pokemon or whatever yeah. <laughs> that like you are, you really feel like your world, like you are yeah, like yeah. this youth, like we are the youth. And now kids don't get that today because they, you know, and which is cool because they can like connect with kids all over the world. I, but I they're guess. missing. Like they're, yeah, they're it's not. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. They're fake connecting. You're right. But yeah, you're it's right, like now right, we're getting right. now we're getting so deep into it. But it's like that's what that's what great music does. I know. It inspires P-O-D, great man. conversations. Uh, best YouTube music video comment award goes to Myers Music UK, who writes, "Quote: PS2 was at its peak. Wow. New metal was big." Undertaker was making his entrances on a bike and yes. all that. <laughs> this time period was awesome. My early high school days were made so much better because of music like this. Me too, Myers Music UK. Me too. Wow. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. Please rate and review our show and help spread the word virtually or in real life. We've got a playlist on Spotify, Instagram, and Patreon. I'll put a link to those in the show notes. Thanks a lot for listening, y'all. We really appreciate it. Coming back next week with Nookie by Limp Bizkit this time. Have a good life. <laughs> <laughs>